welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. Today we are going to be talking about a brand new show, Deal or No Deal Island. Um, It basically combines Deal or No Deal and Survivor and meshes it all together into one show that I think, spoiler alert, was pretty enjoyable for the premiere at least. Um, But we will get into that in a little bit. First, we have some news to get to. First and foremost, this is breaking this morning after 13, 14 months since filming. The Challenge All-Stars 4 finally has a premiere date and a trailer. Um, It premieres April 10th on Paramount+. Plus. I can't wait. We've had so much time to just kind of get excited for this and uh, I think some thought it was never going to happen at this point (laughs) usually these shows uh, the challenge uh, franchise in particular usually they air just maybe two or three months after filming and so this has been quite a wait for us Um, it's a stacked cast a lot of people who haven't been on in a really long time so really exciting Uh, and yeah, uh, Molly, I know you probably don't know most of the people in this cast, um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Do you think maybe this is something you'll watch? Yeah, now that I watched a couple seasons of The Challenge, I feel like the All-Star seasons, I feel like always bring back like all the best people all together, like always create some sort of drama or like excitement about it um and so i'm interested to see it even if i don't know everyone like i'm still gonna be wanting to watch it so i'm excited that we now have an actual date that it's coming really soon now yeah i almost feel like for a lot of these people it's gonna be like their second first season in a way because a lot of these people like haven't been on in over a decade and probably don't know most of the other people going into it or haven't seen them in such a long time that it's almost easier in a weird way, I think, to like probably start with a season like this than it is to start with like season 38 of the challenge, where it's like all these people with these very recent, fresh relationships with each other that are very complex and go back, you know, and two seasons ago, you did this to me and three seasons ago, this happened. Like, whereas here, it's like, okay, it's kind of a fresh start. Like, haven't seen each other in a million years. Like, let's just kind of let bygones be bygones and from the past and move forward so it almost I feel like is probably a better season to try to start if not knowing the history not knowing these people than like a random regular season of the challenge so I would say we'll um we'll probably cover this I'm I'm really excited for it it's been a long wait and uh yeah we just have another month month and a half to go yes that'll be exciting yes now Going into a little bit of the Bravo-verse, um, Portia Williams, you know, we talked that uh, last week that she's returning to uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta officially, um, and there was a whole legal situation with her husband, Simon Gabadia. Now it has come out that they are getting a divorce, that Portia's filed for divorce. Now she is claiming that this does not have to do with the legal situation. I would say timing suggests otherwise. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, this is unexpected, I would say, when uh, her return was announced. Um, none of this, I don't think anyone saw coming. Um, this will definitely make her return quite a bit different than we all had expected. Um, 
what would you say just from kind of what we know do you think it's related to the legal situation is that why they're getting a divorce to kind of separate the assets I would assume yes like I mean she's not gonna want to say that obviously but like it's a little sus that it's coming out right now and like that all stuff also recently just came out that like we heard about that I feel like it's that's not a miss that's not a coincidence yeah I agree there's no way it's not related I mean because she seemed so excited and was posting all these lovey-dovey things and like uh in her return you know the her tiktok or instagram real whatever it was story that um she posted when her return was announced she was like well portia williams isn't returning but portia gobadia is in the building like she literally made a point of like you know that her to point out her married name like if this had been an ongoing situation of the unrelated to the legal stuff that like she was trying to say like i feel like she just wouldn't have posted that stuff like that just to make an, a point of it a specific point of that it makes it seem like this was pretty recent that this came out and this was you know she felt like she had no other choice so that's my read on it but who knows I'm sure we will hear much 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 more about it <laughs> when uh, when the, the new season comes out so uh, we will see filming hopefully starts any day now uh, to get all of this madness so <laughs> um we will stay tuned on that um moving on to survivor jeff probst um recently did a uh podcast with rob has a podcast with rob sesternino um who was obviously on survivor amazon um and he um made a claim during that podcast that he does not want there to be any more villains on survivor that there won't be any more villains for as long as he's a part of the show that basically that's not what he wants to see. That's not the direction he wants the show to go in. He prefers kind of people be more complex and layered and um, and, and not have kind of this villain role that maybe we saw in earlier seasons of Survivor. I mean, for, you know, growing up, there was a villain's tribe on heroes versus villains. Like, there was a whole season about it. Um, and that that's kind of a thing of the past, it seems like. So... Are you happy about that? Um, do you think that this is good for the show? Or do you miss there being kind of more of a villain on most seasons? Yeah, I feel like in a way, like, it's kind of like, it is fun to see the villains on the shows of having seen that in the past. Like, I think it's fun to like, kind of root against someone. But I also do like having it to be more of like that wholesome vibe, like, everyone's actually really trying and like has more complex characteristics to them and they're not just showing just one side of like everyone's like doesn't like this person kind of thing and I feel like honestly I enjoyed them not having it that way now that I've seen other shows and like watching now like with The Bachelor like I realize how much they really do just hone in on that character trait and then you don't get to see like anything else of that person and then everyone goes and hates on someone and you're like, but maybe they're not so bad. So I kind of like how survivors not, if Jeff is what he's saying is true, like, and they're going away from that kind of allows for more in depth of like seeing more people show like various sides of them. I totally agree. I think 
you know, I do think that there can be a villain without it just being like a one note villain. Mm-hmm. Um, that always bothers me when I feel like one of two things I feel like we see a lot recently, especially on The Bachelor. I think that's a good example that you said. Like, it's either someone who's trying to be the villain so hard that it's not fun. Like, I think of like that, I think Victoria from a couple seasons ago on The Bachelor, Queen Victoria, she called herself. Like, that was clearly some, or Shanae is a good example of this. Like, someone who's so clearly just trying to be the villain that it wasn't fun because you knew that she didn't believe anything she was saying he's just saying has saying anything making the reaction that you know is going to make people mad and get a get the airtime yeah exactly there's also the other villain that's created in the editing room you know somebody who i always think of um keeping on bachelor um thinking of uh olivia caridi you know Mm -hmm. someone who clearly wasn't really a villain on the season but when you make them put together frank and bite sentences together in the editing or put a reaction you know somewhere that from a totally different thing or you know edit a whole part of you know a a date out that makes it seem like she's talking about her cankles you know (laughs) when ben just gave a sob story about his life you know then someone can look like a villain so i think survivor has always done a pretty good job of not doing that i think you know i think russell hands maybe being the exception of someone who was trying to be a villain um but other than that i think you know like your jerry manthes your corinne like these are people who i think were genuinely being themselves and were perceived as a villain just because they you know weren't the type of person that would normally i guess you saw on the show before they were on um, but I, I don't think they were trying to be someone that they weren't. And that type of person, I don't have any problem with seeing on the show. And I do hope that we see more of them. Um, but I am glad that they're not casting people just because they think they will be a villain or because they're trying to say that they're going to be a villain on the show. Like that, I'm glad that they're not doing. But um you know, I, uh, I I think that there's room for somebody who could be perceived as a villain, um, you know, that just because of them being who they are. Yeah, no, yeah, that totally makes sense. So we'll see how that plays out in our future seasons. I mean, we have the premiere very soon. So that's exciting. Very soon, literally tomorrow as of recording this. Or or today as of when it comes out yeah Yeah. (laughs) so that'll be exciting I mean I feel like in the recent seasons we've already just already noticed that shift so it's interesting to hear Jeff say like that's how it's gonna be yeah I think this is something that has kind of been a topic of conversation for a little while now I remember we were even having this conversation I think when last Mm -hmm. season around the time the last season premiered Mm -hmm. um and yeah I guess this is kind of his official first statement on it uh on the this conversation so um it'll be interesting because i feel like people have had very strong reactions both sides since he said this like there are a lot of people who are really upset about that and a lot of people defending it so i wonder if any of that conversation will change his mind in any way or affect you know how how the show moves forward um but yeah we we will see 
Um, now we've gotten uh, some new trailers, some new cast announcements. Um, first, we have the official premiere date for Vanderpump Villa on Hulu. Um, this is Lisa Vanderpump's new show, um, kind of like Vanderpump Rules meets Below Deck, uh, where it's about these uh, people who are working in this French villa um as guests come in um for a few days and they're serving them and um and kind of uh caring to their needs and all obviously kind of the interactions between the staff uh themselves uh just like below deck it it seems interesting we haven't had too long of a trailer we've just kind of seen little clips uh, so it's kind of hard to tell what it's going to be like exactly but um I believe the first three episodes premiere April 1st, and then it'll be weekly after that on Hulu. Uh, so I'm sure before then, in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably get like an extended trailer. We'll we'll get a better idea of uh, what the show's going to be like, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I'm excited too. I saw, I remember like seeing like, we're casting for this. So I feel like mm -hmm. the people who are on it, like I'm interested to see who they decided to choose of like when they were casting of like who is cast members are which will be interesting because we're getting like totally new people yeah um which will be fun because i feel like a lot of shows at least that i've watched recently in bravo world but this isn't bravo this is on hulu but like they keep with the same kind of people so like this is gonna be totally new which will be exciting to see yeah it's interesting because it's it, the reason why it's different from vanderpump rules is when vanderpump rules started it was a group of friends who were already working at sir together for years and so they had this history already so you were just kind of like plopped in in episode one of this already existing friend group and their dynamic and their dating yeah. and you know uh and all of that whereas here it, it it is casted so it's not a group that already knew each other beforehand i mean i don't know maybe some of them did know each other but i and it's not like a friend group you know most of yeah. them i would think don't have any history with one another um and it, it's more and that's where it's more similar to below deck is that you know below deck it's almost a new cast every season maybe a couple of them coming back so every season it's you know it's kind of starting from scratch and people you see people meeting each other and kind of their first impressions and just the the stress and drama that comes with working and living together whereas uh, you know vanderpump rules they don't live together so here you know, for this filming period, they were living together in this villa. So I always kind of like those shows where because I feel like they almost feel more authentic to me because they have cameras 24 seven, whereas, you know, on a regular show, it's like, okay, we're filming these hours, and then you go home. And, uh, you know, whereas here, it's like, if something happens at 2am in the morning, when they forget about the cameras, that's on, you know, they have it on film. So I, I like those types of shows, uh, especially a lot of times because they yeah. do kind of feel more authentic in that way. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited to see that. That's coming up in about a month now. I know, we're almost in March, which is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, April 1st on Hulu. Um, then we got the cast for uh, season 36 of The Amazing Race, um, which finally, this filmed back in 2022, um, we're getting a lot of seasons finally coming out after many, many, many months of waiting. Um, now, this one was delayed because uh, season 35, which was actually filmed as season 36, they decided to air first because of the writer's strike and they had 90-minute episodes. So that season was filmed for the 90-minute episodes, um, whereas this one, they 
thought that by now maybe they would go back to an hour. Um, they did decide to keep it at 90 minutes. So this is, you know, regardless, going to be 90 minutes. Um, but it is kind of interesting because it'll feel like going backwards because they still have the chartered planes. Um. Uh, so it uh, it'll feel like kind of going back in time a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think that that impacted the viewing experience too much. I mean, the airport drama can be fun, but um, without it, I still feel like you have a good show. So I, 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 I'm still excited for it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see. It'll be funny to know that we know that it's like back in time, but like it's the next season technically. <laughs> right yeah no it's weird they did this on survivor one time um because it, it was seasons 30 and 31 sorry 31 and 32 were switched um because 31 was uh filmed second but because it was a returning player season everyone was so excited for it that they just decided to air it first and then uh they went back and made what was filmed as season 31 actually season 32 so that was the only time that i think that's ever happened on uh survivor but um yeah no i'm i'm excited uh there's a lot of uh, dating couples on this season it feels like oh. from the cast announcement um so that's a little different we didn't have many of those last time i don't think yeah uh, it always adds some drama <laughs> <laughs> um next we have the trailer for summer house martha's vineyard season two um that premieres march 24th uh it's a spinoff of uh the og summer house um and uh this one is unique it's an all black cast and um it's filmed on martha's vineyard so because that's so difficult to get to you can only get to it by plane i believe um they don't go back and forth you know on regular summer house they're only living together on the weekends and then they go back to the city during the week, whereas here they stay in the house the whole time. Uh, so it's a little bit kind of more like real world or, or something like that. Um, so uh, season one was great. I, I loved it. So I am excited for season two. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch this season. Though. Yeah. <laughs> um, OG Summer House just started, by the way. Uh, oh. So um, I know we've talked a little about the Lindsay and Carl situation and their breakup. Uh, so yeah, that season just premiered last week. So we're right at the beginning of that one, if anyone uh, wasn't aware of that and is interested in watching. Um, now, and lastly, for the news, we have um, the premiere date for 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After new season. Uh, Happily Ever After is the kind of quote unquote all-star version of 90 day fiance you could say where it's all returning couples um there's some big ones coming back this season that uh we haven't seen in a while like lauren and alexi who i think a lot of people's favorite couple from the show um they are actually a jewish couple that met on birthright by the way <laughs> um which is a fun fact um so they're back for this they haven't been on gosh in, in probably five six years um on, on the main show like this uh so that's exciting and then you know some standards you got your angela and michael and um you know some others like that that have been on every season for a while now so yeah that premieres march 17th on tlc so yeah, that's the um, yeah, yeah i haven't actually <laughs> seen I feel like this is a show i would watch but i actually haven't seen it i know I'm so, surprised i definitely need bit. to go back and watch more but also i'll watch this season but it's a hard show to like catch up because there's just so much there's always multiple seasons going at once and i feel like unlike 
something like Housewives where you can kind of just watch one city and keep up. Like this one, couples come and go from like different versions of the franchise. And so like if you just watch one specific, like you're gonna be missing parts and seasons. And that kind of I feel like makes it hard and complicated to just be like, okay, I'm just gonna start watching 90 Day Fiance now. And I mean you'll still enjoy it. They they do, yeah. I feel like, do a pretty good job of like going back and explaining the history of the couples for, you know, new viewers that are just kind of jumping in at a certain point. Um, but uh yeah, that that can make it complicated when there's so many different versions where the couples kind of go back and forth and uh that that can make it complicated. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyways, we are uh moving on now to Deal or No Deal Island. So Molly, what were uh well first let me kind of explain the premise of it. Um Deal or No Deal Island, like I kind of mentioned before, is you could say a mashup between the old game show Deal or No Deal, where people come on and uh there's 26 briefcases all containing a certain amount of money uh the contestant picks their suitcase that will be theirs that they don't know the dollar amount that's in there um and then they pick the other cases one by one um to eliminate those dollar values you know that those are not in your case the amount that's in your case um ranging from one penny to one million dollars and then at various points the banker will give the contestant an offer and uh, if they decide to uh, take that offer, then they go home with that amount of money, which may be more or less than the amount that is in your suitcase. Or if you want to keep going, you'll keep picking cases. And, uh, you know, that offer could go up or down, depending on the dollar amounts that are uh, potentially still available to be in your case. So this show takes that game show and combines it with a kind of competition strategy show like Survivor. Um, where there's a challenge every week, one person wins immunity, and two people um, are up to be potentially having to play deal or no deal to determine if they stay in the game or not. Um, the person who wins immunity then chooses one of those two people um, to play the game. If they, uh, the person playing deal or no deal makes a good offer, aka uh, takes an offer that is more than they have in their suitcase, um, then they are safe and can eliminate anyone else besides the person with has, who has immunity. If they make a bad offer, aka picking an amount that's uh, more than or less than they have in their case, then they are eliminated themselves. So that's kind of the general gist of the show. Um, Molly, what were your thoughts on the premiere that we saw uh, this past week? Yeah, that was a good explanation of all of that because I'm like, how would I even explain all that? Going it's into complicated. Yeah, I, it's really. <laughs> I Hopefully, you know like... what deal or no deal means because that explanation. I mean, you did a good job of that, but I'm like, I feel like you need to like see it to really understand. But I love deal or no deal, so I was really excited seeing what would be the case of like seeing how that meshes well with that strategy component, and I feel like it worked really well um and I really enjoy this first episode I'm excited to see what's to come but already we're seeing like kind of alliances and all this stuff but then also like the personalities on this season also already seem to be like pretty strong in the way that they cast it like there's a lot of variety of ages and there's like different experiences and all this stuff that like kind of adds to that layer to it as well um which I'm excited about um but and also like just in general like 
dealer no deal always adds that like suspense and you're like oh my gosh like what is happening here or, like who, what's the banker gonna say so I'm really glad they kept that same exact format of the dealer no deal aspect like I guess they could have changed it slightly because it's a whole new show but I'm glad that they kept it the same for the purpose of this and also it's included in all the episodes like I wasn't really sure how that was going to be included like if it was just looking for the briefcases and then those are the dollar amounts but they're actually playing the game mm-hmm. of dealer no deal along with these other challenges which is kind of cool and I mean it's only one person who gets chosen for it of the cast members but then that gives them an extra power or eliminates them. So there's a lot of risk in that, which even adds more level to that strategy. But overall, it was really good. What did you think? I really liked it too. Yeah, I, I think like when it was first announced, I was like, what in the world? Like, this feels like a desperate writer strike attempt at a show. <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, it really did work out well. I agree. I, I think that... It's almost like now looking, if you watch like regular Deal or No Deal, I would almost be bored because I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, like this was, I feel like so much better. Um, it really, you know, it kind of takes the best of both worlds where I'm glad that I agree with you. I'm glad that they really did kind of keep the Deal or No Deal game intact because there were a lot of people I think who are watching this that maybe aren't huge fans of like strategy competition shows, but just love Deal or No Deal. And so that way they get what they want. And I think we get enough of the kind of Survivor-esque gameplay still for Survivor or just reality competition fans in general to kind of get what they want. And, uh, you know, you kind of mesh both together. It's it's almost in a weird way kind of like the traders where you have like kind of two camps of people watching where it's like you get your Bravo fans and you get your, you know, CBS fans. Uh, And uh, both kind of are content and because they both have enough people to to get you know to be happy and uh enough people to root for to watch so and in a weird way this is kind of similar to that where i think you kind of have two different audiences combined and um and that's really interesting i think the only thing that i would say is i do think that they maybe game of deal or no deal went on a little bit too long for my liking i would have maybe like if they had like five or six fewer cases to open (laughs) yeah i was surprised at how many they had yeah like i I would like maybe like 10 more minutes of strategy and 10 fewer minutes of deal or no deal yeah i was surprised to see it all like all the same amounts yeah yeah no it was pretty much the full game uh and i guess just kind of fewer dramatic pauses yeah speed it up a little (laughs) well they had less i feel like they had less calls with the banker yeah probably yes and i actually do think that maybe they shortened it a little but it didn't feel like i can't, i didn't count to see how many cases they had but i do think that maybe it wasn't 26 like maybe it was like 20 or something yeah um, it did feel a little bit shorter but uh I, I could have used it maybe being just a tiny bit shorter but i guess also this was maybe an unusual one where it did go all the way through because he just you know he went until there were only two amounts left mm-hmm. um but maybe sometimes it won't go quite that long and they'll take an earlier deal. So yeah. that's also could be part of it, that um, that it, this was kind of the max amount that it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, I, I'm not sure I quite understood how the end game works. Uh, do you know, because, so this amount that they took in this episode, 600,000, does that get 
added to the prize pot? Is it kind of like the traders, like where the prize pot keeps growing? Or does that get added as like a case in maybe like a final deal or no deal game? They said it was added to the prize pot or like the final amount or whatever that meant, I guess, of like maybe that adds to whatever the final deal is. They add on $600,000 is maybe. So maybe, maybe that's like the top amount. Like whereas right now it's like a million dollars is the top amount. Like maybe yeah. whatever keeps being won throughout the game is kind of added as like the million dollars at the end. Like it could be, you know, $10 million or whatever, but that's just like a po a small possibility that they would get that. Um Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, which is interesting though, because I'm like, but they're already there's already so much money out there. Like what what are they adding this for? But I guess it's like adds to them wanting to make it a good offer because then it adds to Right. Right. Because if you get a penny, then that's a whole, you know, week wasted basically that you could have added hundreds of thousands of dollars to the prize. Uh um, yeah. But that's just, I, I'm surprised that he would even, I know it's a small possibility that they would win that, but I'm almost surprised that NBC is willing to even take that risk that somebody's going to win like $10 million at the end of this. <laughs> no, they've that been talking be about how, how much money they have like in this pot. I feel like they have so much money. Like they were yeah. saying like 22 million or something. Like I was like in like one of the previews. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And like, we know that that's kind of a fake amount because like, yeah that would mean basically that they won the highest possible prize playing deal or no deal every single time they played. Yeah. And so like this week they won $600,000. So that's already, you know, not, not a million, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and that was probably a high but that's amount. That's still a good amount. Wait, well, it we... is, but that's probably one of the higher amounts they're going to get. Like, oh, okay. you know, cause that was one of the highest options on there. So, you know, one week they're bound to get like $1,000 or, you know, like $10,000 or something like that. Like they're bound to get probably more of those middle amounts or lower amounts than they are, you know, every week to get high amounts like that. But yeah, it started off with a bang. <laughs> it did. Yeah, they got lucky there. I would say that was that was dramatic. That was a good one to start with. Yeah. Um. What do you think of uh Joe Manganello? Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm not 100 sure. Um. What do you think of him as a host of this? I really liked him as the host. I feel like he brought like a good amount of like when he was like he kind of he could be funny but also be serious at the same time. Like I felt like he was just overall like well rounded and a good host. I don't know how else to describe it. I agree. Yeah. I think that he seemed to really be into it, which, um, you know, I think sometimes you get like new hosts of these shows, especially who are just kind of like, feel like they're reading off a teleprompter and, and not really like super engaged in what was happening on the show. Um, whereas I think that uh, Joe really did seem to to really be into it and to uh, in, in, like enjoy hosting it and enjoy watching what was happening and uh really invested and um and, and i think that bodes well because this was just the first episode and i think they usually hosted these shows only get stronger and stronger as it goes so um i i think that he was a really good choice for this yeah yeah i didn't really know him that well before this but then i'm like oh yeah he is like he's charismatic and like 
wasn't like definitely wasn't just reading off of anything like he'd like had his own spin to things which was fun yeah i agree um so on this cast we have two notable figures um one from the survivor world and one from the deal or no deal world uh which i think was really smart because it combined again it combines both worlds uh that this show is combining um we have boston rob who is one of the most notorious survivor players of all times uh five-time player um so you really couldn't get a better survivor representative than boston rob i don't think um and then claudia jordan who is one of the bigger names from the deal or no deal world who was started out as a uh a suitcase model um has gone on to be on celebrity apprentice twice uh she was on real houses of atlanta for a season um so she she's in uh in the radio world i think now um so she is an also a very well-known figure um and uh both of them are contestants on this show this season um what do you think of their additions to the cast uh do you think they have an unfair advantage from their previous experiences um or since this is a new game is it kind of uh level playing field yeah i'm glad that they're both on the show i think it adds like fun like there's like a interesting aspect of that of like well yeah they have been in the same worlds before but in different ways um and so i'm glad that they're on it i don't know I mean, I guess, like, for Boston Rob, like, he's obviously a really good game player and, like, has one survivor. So, like, that's obviously a threat. I don't know if Claudia is as much of a threat just because, like, Dealer No Deal doesn't have to deal with a lot of strategy. Like, she was just the model for it. So, like, for her, like, she was able... It was funny, though, because when she she was helping out in, like, the in the Dealer No Deal, like, giving out, like, a, a number... She's like, I just have a sense. And like, she was right. But like, that's also just like your own gut intuition. Like, that's not like a real game play thing. Like with Boston Rob, like he knows how to build those alliances or get people to trust you and like kind of deceive people. And like, that is an advantage for him because he knows that way of making sure he's safe and not going home and all that stuff, which I mean, people are already calling him out as a threat. So I don't know how long he's going to make it, but I feel like he's obviously going to make it kind of far. Like we're seeing some of these previews that like he's in it. So obviously <laughs> he's not getting out that soon. Yeah. Um, but I like that they're part of the show and I don't, I feel like that would be interesting to see how in future seasons, if they continue with that same kind of trend of getting someone from survivor deal or no deal. I mean, yeah, obviously they started off with like the best one with Boston Rob. So um, that'll be interesting and in seeing how that goes throughout the season. But I like that they brought them in. Yeah, I am too. I think that even if they do have a, or Boston Rob at least has a little bit of an advantage, I mm -hmm. I think it's worth it to bring him on there because you're going to get Survivor, more Survivor fans who are going to make an effort to watch regardless. So I feel like they kind of... I don't know if they had to do this, but I think it was very smart that they did do it um, mm -hmm. to to get people to watch this new show. Because then if they decide to do it next season or not, people are already now fans of the show who who watch this season who may not have otherwise watched this season. And now they're a fan of of this show in and of itself. Uh, so I think that it was a very smart move to do that. And then I think Claudia was a good pick, too, because not only is she known from Deal or No Deal, but people may know her from her other shows that she's been on too. She's just a, kind of a notable figure. 
So mm-hmm. I think that having both of them um, was was very smart for them to do. Um, the only other one that I could think of that kind of fits both worlds was um, Brenda Lowe, who was on uh, Survivor Nicaragua and Survivor Caramoan, um, was also, after being on Survivor, a Deal or No Deal model uh, for the CNBC reboot of Deal or No Deal for that only lasted like a year. Um, so I, I think, uh, I wonder if they'll bring her on at some point as kind of a representative of both of those worlds, because uh, I think she's the only one who uh, that would, would fit. Or maybe Meghan Markle. <laughs> she was a deal or no deal model. Yeah, let's bring her out <laughs> on this island. Where are they again? They're on Panama. Panama. Okay. Well, it's the Molly. It's the banker's private island. Oh. The location is unknown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um now we saw the first challenge uh this season, uh in this episode where they had to um, pick suitcases out of uh, this mud. They were scattered over the island and they um, had to get um, the suitcases from there. And then the two people who picked the lowest amounts were up for uh, potentially playing deal or no deal. Um, Now the twist was that there were two red cases um, also scattered among these cases. Um, One of them had a very low amount, um, which would automatically put them uh, as potentially having to uh, be up for elimination, um, while the other uh, contained a steal. So they could uh, steal the highest case amount and automatically be in, have immunity and be in control of which two, um, which of the two that had the lowest um, got to play. So what did you think of this challenge? What did you think of that twist? Uh, were the stakes high enough in the challenge to keep it interesting? What, what did you think? Yeah, I felt like it was actually pretty interesting to watch um, and something that I feel like I honestly would want to try doing. I mean, that mud did look kind of hard to go through, but they also made it look like way more difficult, I feel like, than it needed to be. Um, but it was interesting because at first, no one actually wanted to choose that red briefcase because it was like well like don't want to put a target on my back of getting this case like don't need that and then they had like the banker like basically asked them like someone can go back out there and get this red red briefcase (laughs) and so then Kim wanted to go for it but she was the worst one at looking through the mud or going through the mud so but then Branson decided to go in there and then that really put a target on his back because then he went in to help Kim, but then everyone was thinking like he was being selfish, but it was really just to help Kim get this mm-hmm. red, red, red case back to her because she couldn't get there. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then he ended up like getting that target, obviously, then ends up going home. But um, for Kim to also want to go for that just shows how Kim was also like not afraid to make a big move in the beginning which i also think is gonna put a target on her back eventually like she had immunity now but because she had the highest case but i because she was able to steal it because that's what turned out to be in the red in the red case so it worked out for her but also i feel like it was interesting move in general just because like that is obviously like stealing someone else's case isn't gonna be great look for you later on if you chose to do that first game in the whole show yeah 
Kim in the mud reminded me so much of there's this famous scene from Big Brother 12 um, of Kathy in this caramel that she was like in slow motion trying to get through the caramel and like they literally like the producer I think literally had to pull her out after the challenge because she couldn't get out oh <laughs> um it was the, the very reminiscent of that to me with Kim in the mud um but Kim's a gamer Kim yeah. is definitely I mean talk about you know, we're talking about villains on Survivor Kim I feel like could kind of be the villain potentially of uh, Deal or No Deal Island um but she is yeah she was saying how she's you know a big fan of these reality competition shows she recognized boston rob um and so uh i wonder if rob is going to really try to make an effort to get kim out early uh because he seems to be on high alert of her as a big threat um so i i wouldn't be surprised if uh if he put uh his his sights on kim and uh and kind of got a group together to try to but this, you know, also isn't a majority vote show. So you can't really just kind of decide, oh, I want Kim out. Because what I really like about this kind of these new formats is learning the strategies that that can work. Because, you know, I think there was talk about, um, you know, if do you want to go into play deal or no deal? Because and take that risk because uh, you could if you win then you have full control over who gets eliminated. So do you want to like put yourself or put someone that you don't, that you want eliminated, do you put in there? Or do you put someone who's gonna, you know, if they win, take out who you want to get eliminated? Uh, what What do you think? Well, how would you play it? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Cause like, obviously you want to be perceived like safe, safe each week. But then if you're in the bottom two, you may honestly be more safe in a way, maybe not more safe, but you have more control of being safe because the person who goes into play deal or no deal can choose anyone mm -hmm. of the remaining cast members besides the one with immunity of who goes home with just one vote. Like they're the one who decides. And so you really have to trust whoever is going in there if you like don't really know what's going to happen. But you can also just try try to do it yourself and then <laughs> end up like maybe going home but that's like I feel like I don't know if anyone's gonna purposely put themselves in I mean that's a really good point though like I feel like that that could happen but I also don't know if they would think that would help them more because I feel like just not going in probably does help them more because there's better odds it's 50 50 chance pretty much of like getting a better deal or not getting a better deal versus like one out of like 12 people so yeah. like for that until it gets like closer in maybe maybe people want to go in more to play deal or no deal but right now they definitely want to not be in the bottom yeah i think the best strategy is putting trying to get an ally to yeah. be put in there because that way like you're kind of safe either way if you know if your ally goes home that's not great for you but it's not you still and then if they win, then you can be pretty rest assured probably that, that they're not going to pick you to be eliminated. So I feel like that's kind of the sweet spot. But you also don't want it to be too obvious that you're trying to put an ally in there because then if they figure that out, then they're going to turn on you and, and you know, say, well, you put me here, you know, <laughs> like you clearly didn't care if I went home. So 
it is an interesting game in that way. I think there's an, an interesting kind of strategy where it's not just like one big alliance can just control the whole thing because you you know you don't know if some if you put two people in like you know they could go home where they could then get full control and you don't want that you know so i think it is an interesting game in that way that i think as the seasons go on we will see more strategies form and uh and that's always exciting to see because i feel like something like big brother at this point kind of know every possible strategy of how to play big brother <laughs> so this is a new game that they're still trying to figure out we're still trying to figure out and, and i think that's exciting yeah for sure i'm excited to see what will happen for the rest of the game that they play and like all the other challenges i'm sure they have some cool challenges coming up because like yeah they're on the island and they're gonna seem like they already kind of brought out the big bucks for this show so i'm excited to see yeah. what did you think about their living conditions did you hope that they were kind of more survivor-esque and harder or uh you know fine with kind of the way that they did it yeah i really didn't think about it in like a negative way so i don't really have like an opinion of it either way i would say like i feel like it's fine like that they're not in like rugged conditions like on survivor um and then like so it didn't really bother me i feel like because we knew it wouldn't be the exact same thing as survivor so it wasn't like oh like that's not right so it's obviously like they're gonna make adjustments to it so it didn't really affect me what about you no i agree i i was fine with it i I don't need to see them starve and survive that's just not that's not the point of the show uh and I feel like sometimes on these shows, like Big Brother, they still do slop every week. They put people on slop, but then they don't even show it on the show. Like, it's, a, it's not even, like, you kind of forget that it exists. So I'm like, why even do it? Why why bother? Like, it's just pointless, and it's just making them suffer for no reason. So I feel like that would kind of be the case on this show. Like, there's just no reason to, to not... <laughs> let them shower and let them eat normally so i'm glad that they they did let them have all, give them all those amenities yeah. um and we'll now we have yeah, more i'm certainly way more likely to go on this than survivor yeah. <laughs> i mean even what they have is too much camping for me but <laughs> you wouldn't like the mud <laughs> no 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 i would not um but at least you could shower it off yeah for survivor they do mud challenges and you can't you have to just go in the ocean and wear the same clothes <laughs> um do you think that there are any other game shows that kind of could be reinvented as a reality competition show uh in the way that they did this are there any other game shows that you think could kind of be formatted uh in in this type of way um that's a good question i mean i really love family feud that like maybe they could do something with like in a way with that and something with something else i don't know i feel like like more of like a trivia kind of game in the wilderness could work maybe um like getting clues for something if you get the certain right amount of answers or um i don't know no, I like I, I just am thinking about this right now, so this is very much like on the spot. Yeah, we're, we're workshopping, you know. Yeah, exactly. Some creative juices flowing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's so many possibilities, so many shows out there. Yeah. But what do I you think, think that the weakest link is always one that I think could be formatted um for kind of a recurring cast like this, because the whole point of that show is voting people out at the end. 
And yeah. so I think that that already kind of with that structure in place could be kind of reformatted in a way, maybe not like, you know, Survivor-esque, but like maybe like more Big Brother-ish where like each week they, you know, live together and they, you know, have to socialize and strategize and whatever. And then at the end of the week, they, uh, you know, the kind of the challenge in a way is like rather than a physical challenge, it's like a trivia and then, you know, whereas I think on these shows, sometimes like on Survivor, you're like, oh, well, you know, you want to get rid of the biggest physical threat. Whereas maybe on like, you know, that show, it's, oh, we want to get rid of like the smartest person, but then we want to win money. So we don't want to get rid of someone who's too smart that can help us win money. But then, you know, so I feel like it's kind of like that same battle back and forth, like on Survivor, where it's like, oh, we want to get rid of the strongest person because they have a chat at winning immunity, but we also need to survive and we don't want to, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot and then we can't build a shelter but <laughs> uh, or catch food. So I think that could be interesting. Yeah, no, that does sound good. Well, um, let's see if they come up with more. <laughs> yeah, hey, if, if I mean, the ratings for this premiere were pretty good. So we'll see if it keeps up the rest of the season. But I think if it continues and, you know, gets season two, I, I could see them trying it out with, with more different types of uh, familiar formats like this and reinventing them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, any predictions for the rest of the season? Uh, we're only one episode in. We have a long season ahead of us. So any thoughts um, for what's to come? I definitely feel like Boston Rob is going to make it pretty far. And same with Aaron. Like, I felt like in the previews we saw, like, Aaron and Boston Rob seem to be pretty close. But then it seems like Aaron might then turn on Boston Rob which would definitely be fun to see that and how that will go down. Um, like keep your enemies close, but your, or your friends close, but your enemies closer. I feel like is Aaron's vibe right now with their situation. He's like, he knows he's a threat, but then like also wants him to be on his, in the side. Um, but then eventually we'll turn on him, I think. Um, and I, what you were saying too, I don't think Kim is going to make it so far just because I think Boston Rob's going to go for her. Um, but obviously it has to we have to see who's gonna get into the deal or no deal game to then get rid of someone. Um, we don't know a ton about like everyone else. I feel like those are the three people that I feel like we hear the most about right now. Um, so there's a lot more that we could see um that could go down. But also I like Claudia. Like I hope she stays in it. Um, because I like seeing her on the show as well. But everyone else, like I don't really have like a strong opinion of at this point. Like, I think they're all nice and, like, will be fun to watch. But overall, like, Aaron and Boston Rob, I feel like that dynamic is definitely going to be shown a lot. And so I feel like that's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. Yeah, I definitely, with Aaron and Rob, I get a very much, like, Ian Terry, Mike Boogie situation from Big Brother 14, where Boogie was kind of like Ian's mentor at the start of the season. He was very starstruck by him. They stuck together. And then kind of midway through the season, the mentor or the mentee became the mentor. And all of a sudden, Ian orchestrates a whole blind side of Boogie. And I could kind of see Aaron doing that where he kind of, you know, keeps Boston Rob close for a few weeks. And then all of a sudden realizes how big of a threat he is and, you know, puts him into deal or no deal. And, uh, you know, then we see what happens. You know, we can see what happens but um because you can't just get rid of someone like you can on big brother but um 
I could see that happening where there's a point where Aaron decides that he needs to make a move and, and get Rob out. Um, but no, I agree. I think about Kim. I, I, unfortunately I like Kim. I think she's great for the show. I, I don't think that she's much longer for the game because I just think that she made the mistake of showing how big of a fan she is of these shows. And I think that, you know it's hard not to like i would have a hard time not to also if i saw boston rob i'd be like oh my god do you remember on your third season week four when you did this like i, I would be that type of person i'd be cory wartenberger uh to sari <laughs> like <laughs> wanting to just talk about it all day long but um I think that 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 was probably her big mistake. And I think she should have just said, yeah, I'm a fan and kind of, you know, leave it at that um, and and not kind of say he's a threat. Get rid of him like in front of everybody. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, we don't know too much about everyone else yet. But, you know, as the weeks go on, we will uh, definitely learn more about all of them. And um, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. Yes, me too. I'm really excited to see how, like, what their challenges are and, like, in the future, like, what price, whatever deals they are able to add in or whoever goes home, like, for not making. I'm sure that's going to happen more than we think, like, that someone's going to just not get a, as good of a deal and, like, leave from that. So, like, I really didn't think that Aaron was going to get a better deal at first. I was like, oh, he's going home. So I'm glad that he wasn't because I, like, really do like him um, on the show. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm excited to see what's to come. I am too. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will um, be back next week in person together. So yes. excited for that. For Survivor. Think- yes, Survivor 46. We will be our, spoiler alert, it will be our topic next week. So <laughs> <laughs> after that premiere. So we will uh, catch you all then. Uh, chat with y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.